You are listening to episode 74 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. friends. Do you know the single most important skill you'll ever need? It's the skill that's responsible for everything from your happiness personally, socially, and professionally. And it is the number one influencer of how long you are going to live. Wow. What is it? That ability is connection. Connection is quintessential to everything you do. Yet we're really never taught how to do it other than when we're young look someone in the eye, smile, and shake their hand, right? What everyone right now is navigating as we come out of this pandemic hibernation, what we're all trying to figure out from graduates to new interns to business leaders to parents that are sending their kids to college is how do I connect? Everywhere we're being called to connect and reconnect, whether that's socially at parties or professionally in our workplaces. And Some are feeling a little bit of the tension, the anxiety, the uncertainty of doing so. That's why in today's episode, I'm addressing the connection anxiety we're having right now, how to eliminate the barriers to real connection, and give you my personal formula to increase connection, whether that's with a stranger, a barista at the the coffee shop, or maybe it's a colleague that you've worked with for the last 10 years, but whose face you have not seen in the flesh for the last 15 months. You can build connection. You can build connection better. I'm going to show you how to do it with ease. I was recently returning home from a trip with my daughter and several of her friends. We spent a few days in Kiowa in South Carolina and on our return drive to the airport, we had a man named Lenny take us back to the Charleston airport. He was driving four of us, myself and these three other high school graduates. He dropped us off on the island four days earlier and now was driving us back to the airport with seven girls and two mothers in tow during in this complete part of this vacation, I actually was finding myself more tired on the return than I had when I was coming. And I sat behind Lenny quietly, but I could see his smile in the rearview mirror and listened and saw and watched him as he chatted with the children and, and the girls and enjoyed their conversation and their banter. He had a calming voice himself. His pace was slow and it reminded me of the South where things were slower than other cities. He asked us all these questions. He actively listened. He followed up with more questions and the girls laughed. He said that one of them reminded him of something that his his wife often said. He talked about his time in Jamaica and his childhood. And once we arrived at the airport and connected with our larger group, He stood next to us, having given and helped us with our baggage. And he said, I just want you all to know that I so enjoyed 
being with you. You're such a wonderful and enjoyable group of young women. And I will be thinking of you for the days ahead. And I thought to myself, Lenny, same back at you. I will be enjoying and thinking of you as well. I'm sharing this story because Lenny knew how to connect even with this fast-talking, overtired group of girls from a different part of the country. What had he done? What made that connection different? What does it matter and how does it relate to business and your relationship in life? I'm going to tell you. But first, let's define connection. I'm not talking about a contact on your Facebook page or your LinkedIn account. Connection in the context I'm speaking about is a trusting, authentic, meaningful interaction that gives energy to another, whether it's in your personal or your social or your professional life. We've all had those people who have connected with us, who have given us energy and have done so because you have felt the trusting authenticity and the meaningfulness in that interaction. Like I said, your connection to others has the greatest impact on your creativity, your productivity, your energy, and everything you do, everything you think, everything you say, it's that important. So when you master the art and the power of connecting, you'll make your greatest impact as you do the work you're here for and enjoy and attract relationships that do energize you. In a minute, I'm going to share my ideas to help you improve your connection with others and help you take your connection factor, let's say, to the next level. My observations, though, before that are first, we all want connection. Whether you're in a corporate office, a jail, a gang, or a family, the basis of all these groups is that we want to connect. What research and data have shown us is that connection is in our DNA. Our brains are actually hardwired for it. That's why you see those pictures of the babies in incubators, the twins that are less than two pounds that have their arms around each other. They found each other. That's because connection gives us energy. It heals us. And the data and science are showing just how hardwired we are for it. Our reward centers and our brains actually light up when we are connecting. Connection strengthens our immune system. It's responsible for helping us recover from disease faster. There is a growing body of research that's even showing that the need to connect socially with others is as basic as our need for food and water and shelter. Connection is that central to our existence and to our thriving in every category of life. My second observation, however, is that as much as we need it and are hardwired for it, we push it away. Our hardwiring to connect competes with our subconscious instinct to self-protect. Ah, we so want to belong and be accepted. And we do this by trying to make others happy. But in this strange, perverse backhand self-sabotaging way, this self-protective behavior keeps us from being able to connect. We avoid wanting to take risk. And so we have one foot on the boat with this deep yearning to connect and another on the dock running to remain safe. What happens when you do that is that you end up in the water every time, no connection made. My third observation is that anything good that has ever happened came because of connection. And if you think about it for yourself, look at your most significant or life-defining moments. You'll recognize the connection is probably responsible for just about anything that's good. 
At least that's been true in my life. I found the work that I love because I was in a conversation and connection with a mother of a friend at a pub in Boston. I found my husband through another connection that I had made years earlier in college. Meaningful relationships with my clients all came about because of existing connection with someone or because our connection was deepened when I spoke with them, which means connection is king. All of the amazing people in my life, all of the amazing experiences I've ever had came because of some deeper feeling of connection to something. My final observation is we could all improve our abilities to truly connect, couldn't we? Let me share how you can deepen your connections with ease, whether that's with the barista at the coffee shop or as you head back to the workplace. If we need it, if we desire it, if we're passionate about real connection, which as I said, that's not the super the superficial interaction, but the kind that says, I have been seen, heard, felt, and understood by someone. That connection, that connection's king. So how do we do it? How do we improve upon ours? Let's make this easy. The first step is to ask another to share their story. Stories build connection. Once you ask someone to share their story, take the time to listen. Not listen and think of something else you want to share, but really listen. You know you're listening if you are not sharing something about yourself, but instead you ask a follow-up question. We share our lives and who we are through our stories. And Lenny was particularly good at asking and getting us to share our stories. Instead of waiting for others to ask you for your story, be the one to begin it. A lot of times I hear people are like, I'm not connecting with anyone. Are you putting yourself out there? Create the connection first. Create the connection you want to experience Set up the opportunity. Invite the person in meaningfully. The second step is to share your story. But when you do, tell your story truthfully. Be authentic. Have a willingness to demonstrate your humanity and share your feelings and to be vulnerable. It allows others a level of intimacy that they actually are getting to know you. They connect with how you are more like them than you are different. That in turn allows us to connect. It takes the threat away and makes us feel safe. Share your feelings. Don't say that you're fine. Don't withhold the fact that you signed up for a class in history or dreaming of traveling or that you took a painting during the pandemic or that you started meditating, or that you're worried about your mother who is moving into a nursing home. Give honest responses and be personal. This is something I avoided for a long time and and played that game of desperately saying I wanted to connect and make connections, but then was not willing to share my story. We get what we give, right? A lot of times when I talk to successful and highly active and and, um, driven individuals in business and in their careers. I hear especially from men who have lost their connections because they've been building their families and their, their careers for so many years, and they're aching for connection. It comes high as a level of priority 
after we get through a couple things that that's, it's something that's missing in their life. One time I was talking with a man named John and, and he was telling me just this. So we began and I said, well, what if you go start to share your real self, your, your vulnerable self, your authentic, your truthful willingness to show who you are, story self with someone else? And so he, I said that gave him that as an assignment. He came back the next week or two weeks later and he'd had a conversation with another man in the organization that he admired and he'd shared his love of painting that he, no one would have ever known of. And this other senior vice president said, I too love painting. You should come over and see what I have. I actually have an entire art studio dedicated to it. John couldn't believe that there's someone else that just by sharing his story that he had a connection with. It's that easy. But as you know, it's not just what we do. It's who we're being while we do it. You can share a story. John could have shared a story, but unless the story was personal, unless he had the intention of being a certain way, being in a certain kind of conversation, you can do a lot of activity and stir a lot and check a lot of boxes. But unless you're being it, unless you have the characteristics, qualities, the ways of being and the intent behind what you're doing, it will fall on deaf ears and you won't have that connection. So this third step, once you ask another their story, you share your story is be a love cat, be a connection king or queen, whatever you want to call this. A connection king or queen is an in- is intentional in their interaction and tends to make the other person feel seen, heard, and felt. They walk into the room, into the interaction with that as their intention. I believe Lenny did that. I believe many of us do that, but this is the difference. It's to be intentional in every moment to focus on the moment instead of what's next, to be present in that moment, to again, set that intention that you're, that this other person is going to feel seen and heard and felt before they leave my presence. Bring calm energy instead of tense, anxious energy into that interaction. Bring love instead of fear. That's what makes you a love cat. When you are deliberate about bringing love and kindness, love will move you to give your best and not worry about the rest. Something you may know but tend to forget is that everybody has worries. Everybody is innately desirous and what hardwired to want to connect. They also have the subconscious self-protection to, to pull away from it. They, that is a fear. Even those who've made the decision to have you come back to the workplaces, they too have fears. Thankfully, there is a force more powerful than fear, and it is love. Love is the antidote to fear, and you can bring it. When you bring it, when you make another feel safe and eliminate their feeling threatened and move them back to their inherent real state, what happens then is that they're healed. By connecting with others, they are healed and we are healed. This is the summer of healing. Connection heals. It heals you. It heals me. It is going to be the determining factor to even businesses and organizations thriving as well. How do you eliminate the barriers to connection and whatever personal, social, professional relationship you're in? Remember, first of all, that you are safe. Remember that you are enough. 
that everyone is desperate for this connection. Don't wait for someone to connect with you. Decide that you're going to be the connection king or queen. The bottom line is place connection at the top of your life. Good, meaningful connection. The result when you have the courage to connect besides that you'll be energized and that life will be given back to your work is that you'll reach higher levels of professional success. You'll make the impact you're here to make. It'll also make you happier and live longer. That's a good reason to place connection as part of your everyday life in every category. Let's review. Ask about their story, share your story, and self-identify and declare yourself as a love cat, someone whose mission is to bring connection and love into your workplace and your home and your relationships. As a love cat, you will move people from self-protection mode and a threatened mindset to safety and love. Give generously. When you set out to do this, it helps you out of your own unconscious self-protective mode. It moves your focus away from you. I'm not recommending that connection is a means to an end. You don't need to focus on that. It will, however, these natural byproducts happen as a result of you simply coming back and making connection. That's the best part. What I've learned is that there is a time for driving and pushing, but connection is so much more important and comes before the pushing and driving. Vulnerability and love lead to healing. Healing leads to growth. Growth leads to thriving. And when the individual thrives, the businesses, organizations, and families thrive too. Our departing flight was terribly delayed and was seven hours late after being dropped off by Lenny. Approaching midnight before we departed and traveling with these seven other teenage girls, I was still energized. And somehow during the seven hours of a lot of uncertainty, I maintained peace. I believe my connecting with Lenny had everything to do with it. Lenny indeed was a connection king. He was a love cat. As I mentioned, I will not record new podcasts in July because I am taking some time off from podcasting until I return in August. Specifically, I'm going to put my focus on connection. My eldest daughter leaves in the beginning of August. I'm driven in my work and in my desire to serve. But 20 years ago, I chose my line of work specifically and this way I would do it to connect with the children that I would one day have. I've been far from a perfect parent as I've traveled, but I am focusing connection on this moment at this time. I'm going to listen to more stories. I'm going to ask more follow-up questions and maybe share mine too. I invite you to do this with me. Delight in making July your time to intentionally connect and to bring love and give love into in a place where, in a world where we're all coming out and need to be really made safe and to take the threat away once again. We all yearn for this meaningful and authentic relationships I mentioned. I love connecting with you. And we'll do more of it when I return with my next episode on the first Thursday of August, August 5th. Until then, be well, enjoy, and bye-bye. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at ritahighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. 
I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 